When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Everyone, Goodbye. welcome back. Wait. Goodbye. And that's been our episode. Nope. No, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Katie Stoll. I'm Cody. Johnson. And you, And I am also a host of this podcast. That's right, you are. What's the podcast Robert? called, folks? Worst year ever. Welcome I don't back. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems right. One of welcome us does. back to the worst year ever. Um, all right. So here's the deal. We started this show. I love deals. You love deals. Mm -hmm. Making them, keeping them. I love deals. Making Uh fun of them. Making fun of people keeping them. Yeah. Uh, So we figured it was time to get back to covering some of the candidates that we have not covered yet. So this week. The ones who haven't dropped out too. Yes, who haven't dropped out. RIP to all of y'all who mm-hmm. were and mm-hmm. now are no more. Yeah, rest in politics. Rest in politics. Rest um, in politics. So anyway, we're long past overdue for a deep dive into Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar of the deal. Klobuchar of the deal. Uh, and you know, after her uh, <laughs> inability to name the president of Mexico during an interview with, I believe, Telemundo last week. Okay, but how could she have possibly known that in an interview with Telemundo <laughs> about U.S-Mexican uh, relations, she would need to know the name of Mexico's president? Who There's no predicted. way to anticipate that. Yeah, No way. No way to have anticipated. What a gotcha question. Yeah, well, right. And to be fair, like she made it clear in the, in the interview, she knows that Mexico has a president. Right. It's not mm-hmm. like she's completely in the dark yeah, about how she knows work that he was elected. All the way over there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we decided that's what we're going to do today. Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. Or, Klobuchar. Or as I call her, Amy Klobuchar, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. People still support her? Yeah. Or as I like, right? to, I like to introduce her, 
It's a me, Klobuchario. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> from, the, from the stuff? No? Sophie's not having Sophie's it? Sophie's not having shaking it. her head. All right, fine. Mouth agape. Unimpressed. Unimpressed. Um, although Unimpressed. I mentioned last week that I am moving, and I am. <laughs> uh, so I kind of stepped back and let the boys do most of the heavy lifting on this one. Um, but I'm going to start us off by talking a little bit about Amy's early life. Ooh. Um, now, with Warren... It felt really important to go over that stuff since so much of her early life has informed her platform and her story is an integral part of her campaign. Less so with Amy, but it's still a good jumping off point, getting to know her. Uh, She was born in Plymouth, Minnesota, 1960. Her mom was a second grade teacher. Dad was an author, sports writer, columnist, etc., um, her parents divorced when Amy was 15, and she had, like, a really bad relationship with her dad. He was an alcoholic, um, and she really didn't talk with her father for a long time, That's I guess. That's where that famous uh, Kavanaugh exchange comes from. Okay, drinking is one thing, but the concern is about truthfulness. And in your written testimony, you said sometimes you had too many drinks. Uh, was there ever a time when you drank so much that you couldn't remember what happened or part of what happened the night before? I, I, no, I remember what happened, and I think you've probably had beers, Senator, and, and so... So I, you're saying there's never been a case where you drank so much that you didn't remember what happened the night before or part of what happened? That's, you're asking about, yeah, blackout. I don't know, have you? Could you answer the question, Judge? I just, so you, that's not happened. Is that your answer? Yeah, and I'm curious if you have. I have no drinking problem, Judge. Yeah, nor do I. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, uh, I started my last colloquy by saying to Senator Klobuchar how much I respect her and respected what she did at the last hearing, and she asked me a question at the end that I responded by asking her a question, and I didn't, sorry I did that, this is a tough process, I'm sorry about that. I appreciate that. I, I would like to add, when you have a parent that's alcoholic, uh, you're pretty careful about drinking. And um, and the second thing is I was truly just trying to get to the bottom of the facts and the evidence. And I, again, believe we do that by opening up the FBI investigation. And I would call it a background check instead of investigation. Thank you. But then she finally uh, reconnected with her father after he got sober in the 90s. Um, okay, that's a little bit about her backstory again. I don't know how that informs much of her platform, except for how she questioned Kavanaugh. Yeah, she's uh, a tough cookie. And she's a tough cookie. Uh, Amy is a graduate of Yale University and then the University of Chicago Law School. Uh, after law school, Klobuchar worked as a corporate lawyer. Uh, she was a partner at the Minnesota law firms Dorsey and Whitney and then Gray Plant Mooty, uh, where she specialized in, quote, regulatory work in telecommunications law. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Uh, before seeking public office, her first little dip into politics uh, came after she gave birth. Um, I guess when her daughter was born, she was forced to leave the hospital 24 hours later, uh, even though her daughter had been born with this rare d disorder that prevented her from swallowing. Uh, and so they got kicked out. And then was uh, it, it was like an insurance thing. Yeah, I mean, there's just no yeah. protection for, for young mothers in these situations. Uh, but anyway, that experience led her to appear before the Minnesota state legislator and advocating for a, a, a bill that would guarantee new mothers a 48-hour hospital stay. Uh, and then Minnesota passed the bill, and later on, uh, Bill Clinton made that policy federal law. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, yeah, that's sweet. 
Amy talks a, her. a lot about uh, how she hasn't lost a race, but she did enter a race and then drop out of a race uh, <laughs> once uh, for the Hennepin County uh, yeah. attorney. But anyway, she dropped out because the the guy that had been the attorney decided he was going to run. Also, uh, uh, in 2002, she won, but she ran unopposed. See, so there's that. Um, but then eventually Klobuchar was elected Hennepin County attorney in 1998, was reelected in 2002 with no opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hennepin is Minnesota's most uh, populated county, and she was responsible for all of its criminal prosecution. Um and you guys might be surprised about this, but her time as the public attorney is riddled with the, um, how do I put this, controversies oh. uh, <laughs> that we should probably talk about. Clobetroversies. Now, are you telling me that a Democratic candidate in the 2020 election has a bunch of controversies attached to their past? No, 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 no. It's a... Clobetroversies. Clobetroversies. Yeah, while we're on that subject, our our research document for this is called Clobu Notes, and I really think it should have been Nobu Chards. But... Oh, that's pretty good too. Yeah, um, continue, Katie. Important stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. shall continue. <laughs> Critical. Um, I think Cody's going to go into this a little bit more. Uh, but one thing mm-hmm. <laughs> about her time as as the attorney in that county uh, was that her office didn't prosecute any of the more than two dozen killings by police officers in the county in the eight years that she was in charge. So that's cool. Again, Cody prepped some of this. I'm going to leave that to him to cover. But real quick, I want to mention this as well. Um, A report from the Associated Press last month uh, revealed, among other things, that a big case she had prosecuted and campaigned on uh, as showing her to be tough on crime. Uh, It turns out... It has several very alarming problems. Uh, This is the case of Mayan Burrell, a black teenager who was accused of fatally shooting an 11-year-old girl, and Amy helped land him a life sentence. Um, So this AP report reveals that apparently the police had offered witnesses money in exchange for names, uh, had failed to pursue leads that could have exonerated uh, people that they railroaded for information at the time have since recanted, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Um, This is a quote from the AP. The case relied heavily on a teen rival of Burrell's who gave conflicting accounts when identifying the shooter, who was largely obscured behind a wall 120 feet away. There was no gun, fingerprints, or DNA. Alibis were never seriously pursued. Key evidence has gone missing or was never obtained, including a convenience store surveillance tape that Burrell and others say would have cleared him. Uh, Another quote, his co-defendants, meanwhile, meanwhile, have admitted their part in Taisha's death. Burrell, they say, was not even there. Also, apparently one of the other co-defendants, the people that they'd, you know, gotten into saying that they were there and gave testimony, uh, was a man named Ike Tyson, not Mike Tyson. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is serious, but that's, that's but, good. That's yeah, because the next Sorry. line is yeah. really important. Uh, Ike uh, has since insisted he was the guy that shot the girl, but the police refused to believe him because he had a contradictory statement at the beginning. You know, he was trying to not get in trouble. Um, and now he feels guilty about having killed an innocent girl and sending an innocent man to prison for life. Quote, yeah. I already shot an innocent girl. Now an innocent Jesus. guy, at the time he was a kid, is locked up for something he didn't do. So it's like I'm carrying two burdens. End of quote. Amy put that guy in prison. Fucking hell. Um, Jesus she prosecuted his, I guess there was two trials, um, oh. and she prosecuted the first one, not the second one, but the first one got him life in prison. Mm. Um, I mean, some of this comes down to the fact that, like, 
you really can't be a good person and a prosecutor yeah. in our modern system. I can't think of any who ha- don't have something nightmarish somewhere in their background. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's so bad, though. an issue. Top that cop. that's a, that's that's not a normal level of bad. No, it's but pretty it bad, is though. There, I mean, it's yeah, emblematic it's of that career path. But yeah, yes. that's, yeah, that's a really bad example. Um, she her campaign was was asked for comment on the case recently, and a spokesperson said, Lewis Stapler. <laughs> uh, Burrell was tried and convicted of Taisha's murder twice. The second trial occurred when Klobuchar was no longer the Hennepin County attorney. If there was new evidence, it should be immediately reviewed by the court. You know, Amy Klobuchar of talking around the issue. Amy, Amy Klobuchar, yeah. you going to address the actual point? A- Amy Klobuchar shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, Amy Klobuchar passed the buck. Nope. Anyway. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. So that was a story I really wanted to share. Cody, I know that you've got some more information about her time as, as the attorney. Yeah. Um, this is County and, attorney. Yeah. This is a good contrast, too. Um, and the police shootings and stuff. Um so yeah, Amy Paul Montgomery Klobuchar <laughs> was the Hennepin County attorney, um, as uh, Katie described. Uh, she was also um, the president of the Minnesota County oh, Attorneys yeah. Association from November 2002 to November 2003. Um, as outlined in the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Union letter, her employees say that she treated them poorly <laughs> during her tenure, um, we're which we're going to get into, but I just wanted to make a note of that. Um, how often during it pops this, up. Yes, how often it pops up, exactly. As county attorney, Amy prosecuted the possession of cot. K-H-A-T. Oh, yeah, cot. 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 Yeah. She, so she prosecuted this possession of cot uh, among Somali immigrants. Cot's a, it's a stimulant. It's similar to chewing yeah. tobacco. Okay. Um, we'll actually come back to that in a moment. Um, but first, a brief bit about Minnesota. Specifically, <laughs> Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, the Twin Cities area. It has the largest Somali diaspora population in America. It's more than 74,000 people. Wow. Uh, the immigration started in the 80s. It increased in the 90s due to the Somalian Civil War. Um, an example of one of those more than 74,000 people uh, is Somalian refugee and U.S. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Uh, her district uh, makes up eastern Hennepin County. Um, she actually moved there just a few years before Klobuchar became county attorney. Oh, wow. Um, so just a little context about the area, the population that's there, a lot of refugees, um, and uh, a little Congress buddy. Uh, yeah. To Congress. Congress uh, yeah, I'm sure they're very much aligned politically. Being really, really aligned in friends and stuff. Um, anyway, so uh, back to Kant. Uh It is a stimulant similar to chewing tobacco. It has effects described as a mild high or buzz similar to strong coffee. It can potentially, yeah. yeah. It can potentially create psychological dependency and has some minor health risks like sleep problems, increased blood pressure. Um, again, like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say it's less toxic for you than chewing tobacco. Worse for you than coffee. Yes. Okay. That, that like that if you're like looking to place it roughly. That's yeah, it's more strong. It's accurate. strong coffee. Um, the World Health Organization. It's, it's a little ca- carcinogenic is kind of the big difference between it and coffee. Like right. There are some consequences, but it's not really, you'd be a very silly person to make a big deal out of it. You would be very silly to make a big deal about yeah. it. Is exactly. Um, Amy Klobuchar sh- it's possible. shouldn't have it's made a big deal of pos- it, did? <laughs> oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Pasalobachar. Uh, Pasalobachar, thank you. Um, thank you, thank you. But yeah, so the World Health <laughs> Organization, it doesn't consider it like seriously addictive or harmful. 
Um, it's actually, uh, to your point, Robert, it's actually less addictive than tobacco or alcohol. Yeah. Um, but despite all of this, it is illegal in the United States. Um, it's also illegal in Canada, Germany, and the UK. We're going to come back to the UK in a bit. Um, it's legal and sold in many other countries like uh, Kenya, Ethiopia, Israel, Somalia, though it is some level of controlled substance in most European countries. Like I said, UK, they made it illegal in 2014. Um, and we're getting a little far away from Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Back to Amy. But I, I think this, this I think this story is interesting. So there was a, there was a bit of a moral panic okay. about COT in the UK in the early 2000s. Uh, specifically, there was concern about its use by immigrants from Somalia, Yemen, and Ethiopia. Mm. Um, there wasn't a lot of evidence of its dangers, so the Home Office commissioned a bunch of research, which was presented in a report to the Advisory Council on the Misuse of Drugs, which decided to keep it legal on account of it being basically fine, uh, noting no. <laughs> that the use was moderate and it was largely used as a social activity. Uh, but a couple years later, um, the Conservative Party announced it would, quote, tackle unacceptable cultural practices. Um, and that included the use of cot. So... In 2013, the Advisory Council on the Misuse of Drugs released another report about how there was no evidence that it was harmful or addictive or directly linked to crime. Six months later, Theresa May banned it. So just some context here. Cot, if you're really looking at where it's legal or illegal, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's a social activity. Uh, uh, attorney uh, Renee Clemenson noted uh, during some of this that uh, the county has spent so much time, money, and effort on what is a social gathering in the Somali community, like meeting for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural thing. Um, so back to Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, when Amy Klobuchar became the county attorney and Ilhan Omar, I don't know, she's learning to drive at the time, something like that. Amy Klobuchar attorney. Nah, okay. No. Uh, Jim, no. I, I, I the important thing is that we never give up with this no, bit. No, 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 not no, ever. No, no, no. You yeah, keep, you keep we it going. We boot a Jeffer, give up. Absolute charge. Absolute judge. Yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, all right. So, so, uh, uh, cop prosecutions were actually, were rare at the time when Amy started. Um, because it wasn't considered much of a problem, as we've discussed. Because it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> because it's fine. But uh, Klobuchar decided to prosecute people using COT. And she defended her aggressive enforcement by saying, this is an illegal drug in our country. It is our job to prosecute the cases. Um, this just seems so much like, it, it reminds me of like the Kamala stuff too. It's like picking something that is popular enough that you can say, look, I'm tough on crime. Look, I'm tough. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a badass. Immigrant crime, too. Immigrant um, crime. Yeah. <laughs> Though, although, she did claim that uh, COD is not limited to use by Somalis, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if you've been listening, but it's mostly used right. by them, um, which means that they're the most likely to be prosecuted for it. Right. Um, her other justification was that uh, COD can cause paranoia and hallucinations, um, which is true uh, for those genetically predisposed to psychosis. Uh, yeah. Which is true of those who use too much caffeine. Right. Also, it, it's the same thing with like marijuana or with psilocybin mushrooms. It all it, almost any kind of 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 like psychoactive chemical. If you are predisposed to psychosis or to like schizophrenia, it's potentially possible that that could trigger mm-hmm. it. Um, which it's the same thing with like alcohol. If you are predisposed to alcoholism, 
having a beer could trigger right. a horrible addiction in you. In other people, it triggers a neat Super Bowl party. Like it's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, this is. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Tell, tell us more about what Amy did. So, uh, I mean, she started prosecuting all these cases. Okay, Slobuch. Hey, but it's Klo- okay. Klobuchases. Nailed it. Okay. Yeah, you're good to go. Robert, you're doing your Klobuchart. Um, <laughs> so Klobuchab? Your Klobuchart. Klobuchab uh, is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jabuchar. Okay, please continue. <laughs> uh, so, you have the top cop, as it were, um, deciding to prosecute this specifically. Um, and this is what I think is sort of kind of what you were getting at Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their choice. Uh, even like, so just a month ago, uh, prosecutors in two Northern Virginia counties announced they wouldn't be prosecuting marijuana right. possession. Um, according to the Jeff Bezos, Washington post, uh, the prosecutors, Descano and Dagani Tofti said pot possession prosecutions do little to protect public safety disproportionately fall on people of color, saddle defendants with damaging convictions and drain resources that can better be spent on more serious crimes. Fair point about pot prosecutions. So I guess my point is that Amy went out of her way to prosecute the Somali immigrant community for the cultural use of an ostensibly harmless coffee leaf that's legal in their native country. Um, And incidentally, those Somali immigrants would be subject to deportation for these convictions of using that ostensibly harmless coffee leaf. Um, completely uh, related uh, in checking out the various ratings she's gotten from advocacy groups mm-hmm. uh, for her uh, her record. Um, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws gave Amy Klobuchar a D. Yikes. So if you like pot, you're not allowed to vote for Klobuchar. Exactly. Nope. Nailed it. So back to the Klobuchar-secutor. Yeah. <laughs> It's just also, I, also nailed it. Everyone's nailing we're it. We're just nailing Proud it you so all. much. Um, yeah. So you know how uh, she decided to prosecute cot usage, uh, which she did not need to do, and it had this uh, the effects that we've all, we've talked about. Um, but don't worry, she's not all work. You know, she's cool. She's fun. Sometimes she decides not to prosecute things like those police killings and the brutality that you mentioned earlier. Oh right, the thing I mentioned well, earlier. You know, she chose to prosecute some recreational drug use primarily of a racial nature but she also chose not to prosecute police violence so really it equals out it's all she's about a good the balance person. exactly yeah, balance is you critical need balance um that's why she's the she's the moderate she's the centrist <laughs> candidate you know she's got the balance she got both mm-hmm. both sides both yeah, sides yeah that's <laughs> very moderate of her yeah um so yeah i just sort of wanted to uh make that contrast we don't need to get into a lot of the police shootings um she i mean <laughs> There were a lot of them. There were a lot of them. Uh, This one case, Tahisha Williams Brewer uh, apparently begged Klobuchar to prosecute a case in which a police officer killed her black teenage son in 2004. She wrote to Klobuchar, quote, The grand jury is a way of hiding that the prosecutor is not giving the full information of guilt to the grand jury. I want this process out in the open where everyone can observe it and make sure it is fair to my son. Uh, She didn't respond to this, uh, this letter. Um, and all of the the cases, um, the twenty nine civilian deaths, all of them went to a grand jury, mm. um, yep. which which is yeah usually in, done to sort of hide this yeah. sort of information and uh, not take accountability for that. So I I just wanted to make that contrast where yeah. she's making this decision, like going out of her way to prosecute this like social thing um, that 
It's, I don't know. Well done. I think you did a great job. Good. Thank you. Um, We're going to take a quick break because we got it. Sophie's given us the sign. Um, It's all her fault. I love it when Sophie gives us Um, the sign. But two little fingers. Um, But then we're going to be back and we're going to talk more about Amy Klobuchar. Somebody fill it in for me. Amy Klobuchar should buy products and services. Nailed it. Thank you. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Everything is so dumb, 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 well, uh, no, not to show my bias or anything, but I'm... can you just continue with what you've prepared, please? I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. Robert, what do you got? <laughs> oh, my God. OK, so I have uh, a little essay I wrote um, with the the working title of Amy Klobuchar and Joseph Stalin, who was meaner. <laughs> um, and the answer is Joseph Stalin because of all of the all of the gulags. But Amy Klobuchar is also pretty pretty mean to her employees, too. Um, so I'm and, gathering. Yeah, that's what I wrote four pages about. So <laughs> uh, 
I think we should start uh, with 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 a little bit of um, uh, objective analysis because a lot of what we're getting into is subjective. You know, people have nobody's liked by everybody, right? Everybody's got somebody who dislikes them. You have a bunch of employees; some of them are going to dislike you. We're going to be going over a bunch of that here. I feel like everybody likes. There's me. always the risk. Yes, I mean, <laughs> probably, but we know that's not true. Not if you were in Congress. <gasps> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, any, anybody who Amy like, like okay. continue. We're we're going to like uh, we're going to be getting into like some some subjective reports by people on Amy's behavior, which okay. are always there's the potential for bias. So I want to yeah. start with kind of some objective analysis of uh, how employees react to her. Um, and there's a there's an online portal called Legistorm that that <laughs> tracks Capitol Hill's workforce. Um, and they have a feature called Worst Bosses, which shows the members of the House and Senate with the highest turnover rate. Um, and the organization used salary data from 2001 to 2016 to figure out 10 offices in each chamber with the highest annual turnover rate. And they didn't just do a direct translation. They they have a formula that sort of weighs like the departure of senior officials uh, higher than lower level staff. Um, and like it excludes leadership offices with frequent turnover. So they try to like anticipate for just sort of how politics work. Some mm-hmm. positions, everyone's got high turnover, so you don't want that to count against somebody. So it seems like they have a pretty reasonable kind of like algorithm for accounting who runs through employees the fastest. And in the Senate, Amy has the highest rate of turnover in her office. <laughs> it's 36% uh, compared to 30% for Maria Cantwell, the number two worst turnoverer in the Senate. Um, now, high turnover doesn't necessarily mean someone's a bad boss or runs a bad office. It could be a sign that she hires particularly ambitious employees or that they get regularly headhunted for other work. Um, so we have to dig a little bit deeper uh, before we declare Amy a bad boss. And thankfully, <laughs> three different major news organizations have dug into this. Oh, good. And there's reports from the New York Times, BuzzFeed, and the Humpy- Huffington Post. Huffington uh, about is how... pretty good, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Just yeah. Grace <laughs> that. that. Not was... me. Excellent. That was a that was a Kloba shuck up of my damn it. Okay, I'm just gonna talk about Amy as a boss. Uh, there's an <laughs> anecdote from the. I'm gonna quote from an anecdote the New York Times related uh, about her from 2008. Quote. An aide joining her on a trip to South Carolina in 2008 had procured a salad for his boss while hauling their bags through an airport terminal. But once on board, he delivered the grim news. He had fumbled the plastic eating utensils before reaching the gate, and the crew did not have any forks on such a short flight. What happened next was typical. Miss Klobuchar berated her aide instantly for the slip-up. What happened after that was not. She pulled a comb from her bag and began eating the salad with it, according to four people familiar with the episode. Then she handed the comb to her staff member with a directive. Clean it. Ew. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I maybe would have eaten it with a clo- a comb, if, a club of comb, if I was kombuchar. a kombuchar. A kombuchar. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're called, a kombuchar. Mm-hmm. It's a new utensil. If I was desperate enough to clean it, also, it is weird. It's weird. Maybe I wouldn't. I it's also a little weird. I would have accepted a spoon. It's a little weird. Certainly not damning, but a little weird. A little weird. Um, Just a little weird. Yeah. And she went on to joke about this moment uh, with her fellow Democratic legislators in a speech later. Um. And it may seem like one odd anecdote out of the context of her life um, if it didn't fit in perfectly with everything else about her history as a person in power. Uh, In a 2019 article based on interviews with dozens of her former employees, BuzzFeed found, quote, The Minnesota Democrat ran a workplace controlled by fear, anger, and shame, according to interviews with eight former staffers, one that many employees found intolerably cruel. 
Uh, she demeaned and braided her staff almost daily, subjecting them to bouts of explosive rage and regular humiliation within the office. One particular trigger for Amy Klobuchar seems to be when her employees do things that she f- feels reflect badly on her. At one point, frustrated with the lame Twitter jokes her aides were writing her, she told them, We are becoming a joke, and it is making us a joke. When aides did things she considered mistakes, Ms. Klobuchar would tell them that they were damaging her career. On one occasion, she told an aide that this aide was, quote, ruining my marriage, presumably <laughs> because Senator Klobuchar was, ha- was going to have to work overtime at the office to correct a mistake. Amy's former staffers say she also had a habit of delivering cruel remarks just out of the blue, at one point telling a team member, I would trade three of you for a bottle of water. Wow. Cool. Yeah, and sorry, I said dozens of, there's dozens of different employees interviewed between all three articles, BuzzFeed right, interviewed right. eight, but yeah. Um, Inspiring. Charming. It's not, it's not great, right? It's, it's, this is not great stuff for a person to do to human beings around them. Yeah, there's, um, there's a element of this that, uh, it's, we- it's weird. I even see, I've seen articles uh, talk about this and be like, well, she, the problem is that, uh, she hires bad people. Like, like it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's just like the sense, um, and I'm not going to be like, it's Trump stuff, but like, if your boss is this way and cruel, uh, and demeaning to you, that trickles down. Like that affects everyone below that. Yeah, like, I've we've. Yeah, I've, I maybe we haven't all had terrible bosses, but a lot of us have. We know what that does to people. Right. Well, then it just creates that culture where, like, okay, well, like the people under underneath me, I'm going to treat them mm-hmm. this way. Um, and I don't know. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to like spill anything here, but I have a boss who very <laughs> unreasonably um, gets angry when I, for example, try to hit uh, cans of compressed air with a machete. Um, and you know, I I do feel that that is um, that's a kind of assault emotionally mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Robert. <laughs> wow! Wow! I will hit you with a clipboard. Mm-hmm. See, see, you're clobacharing. You're really Klobuchar right now. Cody and Katie, you can do no wrong. You're doing great. Thank you so much. I take it back. I take it back. You guys are awesome. Mm. Ouch. Shut the fuck up. Everybody can hear this. I feel like a pawn right now. Um, Exactly. Exactly. What what else you got about? Okay. So former aides told the New York Times that it was de rigueur for departing employees to save particularly damning emails from Amy Klobuchar in case they needed evidence of her behavior to defend themselves from being badmouthed later on. Amy Klobuchar emails. Amy Klobuchar emails. Examples of these include, according to the New York Times, quote, In 20 years in politics, I have never seen worse prep, Ms. Klobuchar said in one email, displeased at how a political event had been handled. This is hands down the worst thing you have ever given me, she wrote in another, questioning her team's grasp of policy as she rejected its slop. This is the worst press staff I have ever had, she announced once to employees, according to an aide present. This was effectively a rite of passage, the aide said. The senator had plainly said the same about both predecessors and successors in the office. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. It's it's, inspiring. (laughs) It's inspiring. And it's also like, you know, um... When when you talk about like um sort of why the Trump administration why like so much damning shit keeps like leaking out of of the administration mm-hmm. it's because he's kind of fundamentally incapable of maintaining uh, of inspiring loyalty yeah. in his yeah. employees yeah because it, he like fucks them over and attacks them <laughs> yeah he he demands loyalty and then stabs them in the back so um, you're saying yeah. this is our answer to fixing that in the White House yes yes okay yeah this is the I, this I, is the path. 
like obviously I I'm not trying to say like everyone should be like Barack Obama and George W. Bush because both of those presidents were uh either terrible or profoundly mediocre, verging on terrible um in you know respectively. But both were men who were capable of like really inspiring a lot of loyalty in their right. uh, in their employees. And as a result, you didn't see this kind of shit mm-hmm. leak out about about either White House. Um, yeah, literally think, when it's like yeah. saving emails and like do, knowing that like oh, I got to do this because she's, yeah. yeah, we'll just wait for it, the next paragraph. Robert's going to read. Oh, yeah. Read it now. How long, How long do I have to wait? Um, I don't know. Let's, uh, you guys want to like think about what a good song American Pie was before I start reading the next paragraph? Mm, no. Not really. Which good part, song. which part, the first minute or the eighth minute or the twelfth all, minute? All, all 14 minutes. Okay. <laughs> no. When Amy was angry at employees, she would frequently <laughs> make them do her dishes or handle other menial cleaning tasks for her as a power move. She also had a reputation for yelling, throwing papers, and sometimes harder objects. I'll say this. Having of- <laughs> someone do your dishes... Might not be a power move. It might just be a lazy move. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see I'm if you feel about that on the... It's possible. Sorry like, to A interrupt. lot of this stuff... A lot of this stuff... No, no, no. But, like, you're right. A lot of this stuff taken out of context does not a, a dysfunctional or abusive office make. Um, but all together. there is context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on at least one occasion, she threw a binder at a subordinate and hit him on the head. <gasps> she claimed that it was an accident, but, like, that doesn't really make it better. You can't accidentally <laughs> throw a binder. You can't accidentally throw a binder. You can accidentally... I think she said she accidentally hit him. Okay. She wasn't, didn't mean to hit him. So she meant to throw it. In a fit of rage. Cool. Yes. Towards but not the, to contact person. him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So she's, I bet a, she's yeah. a victim like, of bad aim. Why did you get in Klobuchar. the way of my binder? Mm-hmm. That's exactly. conjecture. Continue, yeah. Robert. Most of the staffers who talked to BuzzFeed insisted that this was not just a case of Amy being a difficult boss. They described her as uniquely unbearable. <laughs> They're telling a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Their telling of things makes her look like one of those people who just explodes without warning uh, over things like minor grammatical errors, over the use of staples instead of paper clips, or over the use of the word community in a press release. This last one is part of a pattern she has of hating very specific terms, like absolutely, straight shooting, and supporter. I get it. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I she hates the, support. The grammar thing, like, I, I can respect that. Yeah. I mean, I can't respect blowing up. A, I don't know. No, I can't know, respect it, it that. It is to an extent. No, it is but at like, the same time, all my grammar heads were like, yeah, use the right if form If this is the there. only thing she was kind of anal about, it would be one thing. Again, it's kind of like the whole picture, you it's, know? It's well, showing yeah, patterns. Yeah. And it's, it's like how you deal with it. It's not just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Uh, now, in fairness, there were quite a few, uh, or there were at least a number of former employees who spoke well of her uh, and called Amy tough but fair. Uh, one of them <laughs> were they Bush sweating with like an earpiece? In? <laughs> <laughs> She's very good. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, one of them told BuzzFeed, quote, her job wasn't to be my mentor and cheerleader. Her job was to get shit done for Minnesota. But BuzzFeed noted that four other staffers all disagreed with this and claimed that Amy's behavior negatively impacted the quality of work produced in her office. Mm. One of them said, quote, I'm not an anxious person. I've worked for other tough bosses, but it's hard to explain the anxiety that permeates the office. It is an overwhelming sense of panic and not being able to plan. You never knew what was going to come at you. That compounds and it affects the workplace. Yeah. I will say it again. Sounds like exactly what we need Mm -hmm. to get the workplace in shape. Yeah. Back on track. 
And there's always this difficulty when you try to compare it to other presidents where people can be like, okay, but look at all the other terrible things those presidents did. And like, yeah, George W. Bush, Barack Obama did some fucked up shit, but also like they, they, they were a relatively effective organizations within the context of our political system. And if you want to get shit done, I want the next president to be better than both of them by far. But I I want them to be an effective organizer yeah. of people. Yeah. And all of this points to Amy not being that. Right, um, right. Yeah. But you know, it is an effective organizer of people. Oh, what? God. Sweet lady capitalism. Ugh. Oh. The, the grand dam of exchanging money for products and services is perfect. Is it upon us perfect. now? She's with perfect. us. And she Ideal. wants your attention. Gracious. Flawless. Flawless. We'll be right back. Here we go. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. We're back. We're back. We're back. So, wait, 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 um, what the shit? We're Cloback Char, sorry. Cloback okay. Char, thank you. Thank you so All right, much. no problem. So, another raise. aide yes. who was interviewed uh, expressly told BuzzFeed, I don't think this is one of those situations where sexism is to blame. Uh, this aide was also female, and they told BuzzFeed, if it were a man doing these things, that story should be written. And that is a common refrain among the complaints you read about Amy. An awful lot of her former employees don't just think she was mean. They think her meanness is significant enough that voters desperately need to yeah. know about it mm-hmm. before they consider voting for her. Last... F- <laughs> Sorry. It's tough. It's tough because yeah. it's an, an easy... Yeah line of complaint that can be skewed as being sexist but it's also sounds like a true thing you know and so we have to be able to talk about it and that's coming from me here (laughs) yeah i'm not judgmental of a mean you know i believe a female boss can be tough without like being criticized for it sophie regularly uh throws things at me um mm-hmm. goes into rages with machetes mm-hmm. that's when it's actually well deserved, a real problem you know that's the yeah. difference the only thing i throw yeah. at you is love and respect robert it's true. 
That's true. That's true. And frustration now, sometimes. And just, lots of that also. Um, all right. Disappointment. What, what did you have? Um, last February, the Huffington Post reported, based on multiple interviews, that back in 2015, Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid had to sit down with Amy Klobuchar privately and tell her to change her behavior towards her staff. Um, oh, the Huffington Post. No. <laughs> yeah, that's Amy Klobuchar cool. oh, lecture. Oh. Yeah. No, Amy Klobuchar lecture. Lecture. Yep. No, I'm sorry. Yep. I, d- I didn't yep. do it. <laughs> no, you're perfect. You're perfect, Katie. The Huffington Post reached out to Harry Reid to ask him about this, and the write-up of his response is pretty hilarious. Ooh, yeah, give me. Quote. Give it to me. A spokesman for Reid said the retired senator prefers not to discuss private conversations <laughs> he had with other senators. In this case, Reid also does not remember whether or not he had this discussion with Klobuchar. The spokesman said, Senator Klobuchar is one of the most brilliant, hardest working members of the Senate, and I was glad to serve alongside her, said Reid. She's tireless when it comes to fighting for the people of Minnesota and the country, and that's why she's such a popular senator back home and among her colleagues. You'll notice that this is not a denial. <laughs> it's really not. It's a lot of words, yeah. but it is I not prefer, a denial. I prefer not to comment, but also I don't yeah. remember. But also, she's also, cool. Yeah. She's cool She's with cool, me. but also, please don't tell her that I said any yeah. of that. Like, my, right, right, like. <laughs> now, the Huffington Post also reported on a leaked document they found, an eight-page memo written by several of Klobuchar's aides during her first Senate run in 2006. And the whole memo is basically them talking about how to manage their boss's temper. And I'm going to read a oh quote God. from that. Especially while in the car during a busy day, if she is, all caps, extremely upset about something, let her rant through it, all caps, don't interrupt her unless, all caps, absolutely necessary, and be careful when trying to calm her down. Often she just needs to talk things out in the open and is not interested in other people's opinions. This is something that you will become used to and adjust to. It's just a note for the first time this happens. Mm. So We need some leaked audio. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that would be fun. Um, as a senator, Klobuchar's paid parental leave policy has attracted some attention. Two people familiar with it told the New York Times that anyone going on paid leave was required among return to spend three times as many weeks in the office what? as they'd been gone. What the fuck is that? That's not great. Yeah. Employees who left without making up this time were required to pay back money no. for their paid leave. Awesome. When question- Oh, yeah. beautiful. I have to note that when questioned about this by the Times, Senator Klobuchar's office issued a flat denial. We offer 12 weeks of paid maternity and paternity leave for our staff and have one of the strongest paid leave policies in the Senate, said a spokeswoman, Alana Ross. We've never made staff pay back any of their leave and we'll be changing that language in the handbook. She declined to provide a copy of the current policy as written. So it's hard to know like what actually went down because you're saying like there's some language there that at least made people think they had to pay back any of their leave and you won't show it so i feel like you're being weaselly but Mm. seems like a terrible political choice to be a woman and have i mean for anybody to have that policy but especially for a a mother herself and a democrat Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. all the things yeah the the most important thing to understand about the allegations of meanness on behalf of Amy Klobuchar is is that these these allegations are not opportunistic attacks on a presidential candidate. Numerous individuals, yeah. dozens and dozens of people at this point, have made the same very consistent claims about Amy as a boss for more than 10 years. So this is not just because she's running for president. This goes back a long time. Yeah, I mean, even when she was a yeah. prosecutor. Uh, like yeah. It's just a... Forever. We're about to talk about yeah. that. Oh, good. Ooh. 
In 2006, <laughs> Amy was the county attorney for Hennepin County, Minnesota. Yeah. When she decided to leave that job to run for Senate, the local chapter of the union that represented her employees, uh, the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, wrote a letter to the union leadership begging them not to endorse Amy for the Senate. The letter was signed by the president of the local chapter and contains reports from a number of members. It claims that Amy showed disdain for her employees, denigrating them publicly and privately, and refusing to support wage adjustments. And I'm going to quote from that letter now. The strong feelings of our membership compel the executive board of Local 2938 to write you regarding AFSMEs, the, the union's contemplated endorsement of a candidate for the United States Senate. Our local represents the attorneys and legal professionals in the Hennepin County's office who have worked under candidate Amy Klobuchar for seven years. Thus, we are in the unique position of providing you with the most comprehensive information necessary to judge Ms. Klobuchar's performance on the issues germane to our organization. Four years ago, this local asked Council 14 to withhold the endorsement from Amy Klobuchar. This request was ignored. We do not want that to happen again. The purpose of this letter is to tell you why Ms. Klobuchar continues to be wholly undeserving of AFSCME's endorsement. Throughout her tenure as Hennepin County Attorney, Amy Klobuchar has demonstrated her disdain for the very employees that have placed her in the position to run for the office she now seeks. So, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah, that seems consistent with and I'm not <laughs> really done. And you're not done. Okay. No, because the letter claims that Klobuchar created a hostile work environment and showed favoritism in her hiring practices. It claims that when Amy uh, when Amy wound up in conflict with the union, she convinced several employees to quit and then rehired them as independent contractors what? in order to reduce re union membership. On at least one occasion, she mocked union members for seeking a wage adjustment to bring them in line with a neighboring jurisdiction. When union leaders asked about whether or not she would support a wage adjustment, given that she'd given new employees from her former law firm better starting salaries than the top paid non-supervisory attorneys in her county office, she dismissed the comparison by claiming that the county employees were not competent enough to work at her former, fir former firm. Most damningly, the letter claims that Ms. Klobuchar regularly took credit for the accomplishments of the subordinates she denigrated and insulted. Quote, the fact that Ms. Klobuchar holds so little regard for her employees has not stopped her from taking credit for their work. She has used the publicity from the very success, uh, from the many successfully prosecuted criminal cases to give the public the false impression that she was actively involved in those cases. She was not. She presents herself as a dedicated public servant, acutely concerned with the public's safety when her only dedication is to her own self-promotion. She sounds awful. Cool. <laughs> that's if a rough letter. If these reports are to believed, she sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, that's that's clearly no one is trying to stop her from running for president with that report. It is right. from 14 years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, yeah. I got one last thing. We're not even done oh yet. My oh, my goodness. Thank, thank Have either goodness. of you guys watched the TV show Veep? Yeah. yeah. Armando yes. Iannucci's Veep. Great show. Great show. One of the characters, and I'm all, I always face on her name, the blonde lady who is um, aide to the vice Amy. president. The her show name, is about. Her name's uh, Amy. Oh, his name is Amy. Amy. Yeah. The show is about um, a woman who's like the vice president and then the, the president of the United States, played by a Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, and she's she's a bad person and a bad politician. Um, and a it's like about actress. a dysfunctional. Phenomenal yeah. actress. Yeah. It's and like. I, it's like I will, a, everybody's familiar. I've heard like it's basically yes, like it's the best a great example show. of like this is yeah. how DC yes. works. Everyone's awful. I, I, have, <laughs> I have been told by multiple Republican and Democrats who have worked on congressional camp, worked in congressional offices, senatorial offices. Um, and other like like federal level political offices as well as gu gubernatorial offices, like like more than a dozen people at this point, that it is the only show that accurately describes what it's like to work in American politics. Yes. Um, 
in that show, there is a moment where the character Amy, who is the aide to the vice president, mentions that she had to dry shave Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character's legs <laughs> under the table during a cabinet meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is based on a rumor about something Amy Klobuchar is suppo- supposedly actually did. She had an aide drive shave her legs for her. Um, this is completely unconfirmed, but it is a very entrenched rumor in D.C., um, Veep writer David Mandel, when questioned about it, said this, it is a well-known rumor that we were told a million times by millions of people. <laughs> Anytime I brought her, being Amy Klobuchar, up with people in D.C., someone would tell us that story is a rumor. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> unconfirmed. The, unconfirmed. Was, yeah. did the rumor, was the rumor that it was happening during a meeting, or was it just like... Uh... I don't think it was and, happening. And, I no, think that was, that, that was them making right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... What I I just I do hope it I mean I hope it isn't true but I hope it's true. I mean, it's pretty pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, you know that that would be one of those things. There's stuff that I think would be a bad sign about a president, uh, and there's stuff that like might not necessarily be. Like LBJ urinated on. I was people, literally, and he was a LBJ. very <laughs> very productive president yeah. for all of his flaws. <laughs> So the fact that Amy has like some weird power, like that that might be like that's one of those things like, yeah, the kind of lunatics who become president. I could see that being a reason someone's got the temperament for the job. Right. uh, right. As opposed to the inability to have an office function, which is not a sign of a good temperament. No, it isn't. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit more with our remaining minutes um, about some clobush other things. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh my god. I feel um, like every single one of these has been a, a home run. It's Thanks, uh, they're Robert. only good. Everybody oh listening god. really likes them. Um that's yeah. for sure. Some fun little things about for Amy, sure. for for Klobuchar. Um she voted to confirm nearly two thirds of Trump's judges. Yeah. Uh, her <laughs> climate change policy gets a C minus. No, I'm sorry. Cut that, Daniel. Done that. Uh, her climate change policy gets a C plus. C plus from that Greenpeace. Mean, that's passing. It's passing. It's also the second lowest rating. That slash is yeah. not good. It's right above uh, uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg's. right? Yeah, Bloomberg. Um, um, and we've already mentioned how she didn't know the name of the president of Mexico yeah. last week. Um, what what yeah, else you well, got? So, I, so the, her time in the Senate, we haven't talked about much aside from her behind-the-scenes behavior. Yeah. Um, these, I think, votes are, are important to recognize um, that she is... Vo- like One of the big things that we don't really talk about much are these judges that are all getting through, yeah. and two-thirds is a lot. Yep. Um, a comparing, lot. It, comparing it with... like. Um, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, who dropped out quite a while Remember ago, Kirsten? um, and uh, she's her record is actually like pretty consistently like <laughs> voting against every single yeah. thing. Um, but so I, I want to talk a little bit about Klobuchar's time in the Senate because uh, I was just looking at like her record, like uh, what has she passed, how many right. bills, and things like that. Um, and she of all the candidates, she has passed the most, yeah, um, in her short time uh, in Congress, uh, thirty four bills, um. Guess that's a lot. Guess that's a lot. That's a that's a Klobuch lot of bills. It's a Klobuch lot. It's it's a lot. Um, and uh, you know, you compare it to some like uh, Warren and Sanders, both have seven things yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But I would also point out that it's just interesting. So like you know, she have like uh, wrote a bill with Marco Rubio about water uh, pollution, mm-hmm. and uh, there are just various 
you know, random bills. And I guess uh, American Treasure, Marco. Rubio. American Treasure, yeah. Our our uh, our very own. Our friend and national hero, Marco Rubio. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, yeah. She wrote a a bill improving uh, the call quality in rural areas. Uh, there's one uh, okay. that modifies the screening requirements for luggage coming from pre-clearance airports. It's called the No Hassle Flying Act. Um, hmm. So I could see how this is all something – I mean, you could look at that and be like, look, she knows how to work with uh, people from all across the yeah. board. I also but will I, point to it I as being of... a good senator. Well, Stay right. Senator. So that's the thing. Like, if you're – like, as a – so I guess my point, if you're looking for a president – and you want a senator that has passed bills, then maybe Amy's yeah. for you. But I, uh, in looking into this, uh, I also just sort of glanced at like other bills people write. Um, and a lot of, uh, I think, the criticism of, of Bernie Sanders is that like he hasn't passed much. Uh, we can talk about amendments all day if we want, but like the actual bills I he's passed, we're not to. going to. Um, but if you look at the bills that he has written that have not been passed, because uh, – you can go online and just be like, here are all the bills that have been passed. Here are all the bills that have been written that have not been mm-hmm. enacted. Um, every single one of them is like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't uh, give money to people that pollute rivers. Oh, yeah, we should – like it, it's just a series of like, oh, we shouldn't have raised the copayments for Medicare. There should be no copayments. It's all this stuff that like, yeah, I understand why the Senate didn't pass it. Um, and I think it's – if you're looking we for a – We should pivot pre- back to Amy from Yes, Bernie's yes, yes. <laughs> but just, like, but just, just in terms of like what you're looking for in a president. Yeah. Is it like, oh, I passed a bunch of bills – or, like, I have this vision for what we should be passing, Again, I guess, is the point that I'm really trying to make. Stay a senator. Um, but Amy Klobuchar, senator. To her credit, also, I also was Senator-tober. looking into um, <laughs> the number of missed votes yeah. uh, as her time as a senator. Uh, as we've talked about, she's a hard worker. She's really hard on her staff, so they get a lot of work done. Um, of all the candidates, she's missed the fewest, mm-hmm. um, even during the election. So, yeah. like... Uh, you know, when Hillary was running, she missed vo- uh, votes because she was running for, for president. Uh, Warren's missed a lot of votes recently. Sanders missed a lot of votes. Uh, even though Amy is still running, she's not missed a lot of votes. She's the least doing amount. That. Um, it's uh, good for her, I guess, is my point. I'm trying to I'm trying to compliment her. Yeah. It sounded like you yeah. were trying to make a, a diss. No, no, no. Um, good for not missing for the her. votes uh, yeah. that – Apparently yeah, that is are no, yeah. uh, two thirds supporting of Trump's judges. That part's less good. Maybe maybe just skip the votes, Amy. I don't know. I guess we could say she did a good thing badly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. So there's that. There's that. Before we wrap this up, we're just gonna talk a little bit about uh, her empathy speech. Empathy. Uh, her aim- her empathy speech. Uh, I know you guys have a lot to say about this. Um, Aim empathy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, she gave this speech at the last debate, which, by the way, there's a debate tomorrow again. What? Unbelievable. That Can Bloomberg we just, qualified unbelievable. for. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Anyway, um, the last one, her closing statement was about empathy and sort of taking on Donald Trump and operating from a place of empathy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she teared up during it. Um, and I don't disagree with that sentiment. I think empathy is important. Um, my issue, I guess we're bringing it up. If your policies and ideas and vision don't embody that empathy, then what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just, this is this performative, like unity stuff instead of actually enacting empathetic policies, then, um, yeah, cause I that's, don't know the point. That's how I just, des- I describe inherently what 
being a Democrat or being liberal is. I mean, there's a lot of differences between that and conservatives. But like, I don't know. A liberal Democratic, in theory anyway, we're supposed to be about empathy, about caring for the weakest among us uh, versus protecting the rich and protecting self-interest. Um and and so like that word I think is really important, but yeah, does she actually reflect that right. with her policies? And also uh, in her actions, I think we've if we reflect on and her her, her behind the scenes actions, I don't know if she necessarily lives that yeah. uh, speech. Um, so I yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because I think it's a it's not a bad thing to talk about, but um, maybe she's not. Maybe she's not as empathetic <laughs> as she thinks she is. The best one to talk about it, I don't know. <laughs> Well, there, we did it. We talked about it. We did it. Yay. You know? Yay. Guys, I feel really good getting that out of the well, way. Well, I'm I'm glad she's the front runner. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I did just see um, an op-ed on the Daily Beast. Want to cut that? I did just see an op-ed on the Daily Beast as we were recording this. It's suddenly obvious. Klobuchar is the Democrats' best yeah. bet. It's happening, It's folks. happening. Uh, oh, oh, good. Who, which, 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 which writer has their fingers so well on the po- pulse of? Okay, good. Matt That's Lewis, senior columnist. Quite a take. Quite a yes, take. Yes, she's clearly, she's clearly the front runner. Not <laughs> Joseph Robinette Biden, uh, the person who, uh, oh my uh, God, was polling well for the length of of most of the the time of the campaign. Not Bernie Sanders, the cu- person who is currently. Pulling the best, not Pete Buttigieg, the close second, uh, <laughs> not Elizabeth Warren, uh, who is in third place, um, but Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar, the best Very, bet. Amy Klobuchar, yeah. are you kidding me? Bet your money. Um, now. She, I mean, she's lo- a strong fifth, sixth? strong fifth. <laughs> this the log line for this is wild. The Minnesota senator is the obvious consensus choice. She'll have some mm-hmm. trouble with the Bernie brats, but who wouldn't? Ew. She's a winner. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah. It's it's like how you can direct when you're your judging anger the hundred meter dash, the fifth person to reach the finish line is the obvious front Unbelievable. runner. Unbelievable. <laughs> what a fucking brat. Well, because That's what he's doing. It's like the how the tortoise and the hare that the tortoise wins the race. Unbelievable. Obvious. Um that's beautiful. Um Cool, huh? The obvious choice. I yep. like the use of Bernie Brats. What the? Ugh, fuck? That's, that's a new Amazing. one. I didn't even go that far. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, sharing this journey with us. You're welcome. I know you're talking <laughs> to the people listening, but you're welcome. You can check us out online at Worst Year Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's it. No other social media. Nothing else. But there's merchandise, I guess. Uh, yeah, we got merch. Do that. Nody. Nody. Nope. Sophie is not. We do have merch. <laughs> Um, cool. I guess we're gonna be done now. I guess we're yeah, gonna be done now I, too. We're gonna be done, but I want all of our listeners to go off into the world and know that to us, we think all of you are Hirobachars. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you're all you're all strong fifths. <laughs> <laughs> Don't base your branding off of a bottle of merch. I'm so if you wanted to work that in. She's right. Okay, we'll yeah. see you next week. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.